is invited to participate with Father Boris of St. Michael's Ukrainian Orthodox Church, along with Father Michael of St. Michael the Archangel Ukrainian Catholic Church. Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt and city officials will be on hand. The mayor says Winsocket is proud to fly the Ukrainian flag that is now an important symbol of freedom and sacrifice across the world. A man reportedly suffered life-threatening injuries from a stabbing in Providence Sunday night. The incident happened on Pennsylvania Avenue in the capital city's lower south side section at around 7.30 p.m. WPRI-TV reports the victim was stabilized at Rhode Island Hospital. The Providence Police Department is looking for a suspect. Out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island, the Pawtucket police officer who has been charged for the shooting of a civilian is facing a new count from the state. The attorney for Daniel Dolan tells WJAR-TV he has been arrested for disorderly conduct on top of the original charge of assault with a dangerous weapon and discharge of a firearm during a crime. Dolan, while off-duty last June, attempted to detain an 18-year-old driver in West Greenwich and shot him when he fled, causing non-life-threatening injuries. A South County official is saying, I'm sorry for a comment about the residents of Providence that was viewed as racially insensitive. At a town council meeting last week, Charlestown Emergency Management Agency Director Kevin Gallup said there would be need for a police detail for food trucks to cover the possibility of, quote, people showing up from Providence. Mayor Jorge Aloza called the comment coded and derogatory and said public officials must hold themselves to higher standards. Aloza has accepted an apology from Gallup, who directed it towards people of color everywhere for the meaning of his words. Swing into State Line Service and Tire Center for all your automotive service and repair needs. Kevin, Sean, and Don are ready to serve customers because cars and trucks still need attention. And we remain open with our regular hours and urge you to make an appointment by phone at 765-0146. Open Saturdays 7 to 11 in the fall and winter. Or you can make an appointment on Facebook or use our website, statelineautoservice.com. For your convenience, you can leave your car overnight and use our key drop service, or you can use our waiting room while we service your vehicle. Conveniently located at 1209 Social Street, Woonsocket, right on the Bellingham-Blackstone line. We perform all car and truck service, such as brakes, exhaust, suspension, diagnostic repair. All services are handled expertly by our ASE certified technicians and delivered on time at fair prices. State Line Service and Tire Center, still ready to service your car or truck. Stay healthy. From WNRI Studios, my name's Jeff Gamash. Here are some of the sport headlines throughout New England. The Celtics celebrating a third win in a row after blowing out the Denver Nuggets 124-104 in Denver. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown led all scorers with 30 points apiece in the victory. Tatum also chipped in with seven assists, which tied for a game high with teammates Marcus Smart. Jochik led the Nuggets in scoring with 23 points as Denver dropped its second game in a row. The Nuggets are now 42-30, and while the Celtics improved 
improved to 44-28. and 28. Celtics get back in action against Oklahoma City tonight, 8 p.m. Boston favored heavily by 15. The Bruins wrap up their four-game road trip tonight in Montreal against the Canadians. Boston has won two of its first three games on the trip and has collected at least a point in 12 of its last 14 games. The Bees were active ahead of the NHL trade deadline by acquiring defenseman Hampus Lindholm for the Anaheim Ducks over the weekend. Boston has already extended Lindholm to eight years and $52 million. Boston and Montreal tonight, 7 p.m. on the NHL Network. Boston favorite in this matchup. The Red Sox are now 4-0 in spring training after squeaking out a 3-2 victory over the Baltimore Orioles in Fort Myers. Boston is also improving the middle of its infield after agreeing to terms with former Colorado Rockies shortstop Trevor Story. The Red Sox inked Story to a six-year deal worth about $140 million. The contract includes an opt-out after the fourth season. The 29-year-old is expected to be moved to second base alongside veteran Sox shortstop Alexander Bogarts. After six years in Colorado, Story is top ten in franchise history in home runs, doubles, triples, and stolen bases. And for the first time since 1997, the Providence College Friars will be playing in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. PC advanced to the Sweet 16 after eliminating Richmond with a 79-51 victory in the second round of the Midwest region. The Friars will now head to Chicago for a battle with the top seed, Kansas, for a spot in the Elite Eight. That game will be on Friday night, 7.30 on TBS. WNRI Winsocket. Weather sponsored by John the Roofer. Over 70 years strong. Hire the best because you live under that roof. 866-906-ROOF. 866-906-7663. On the web at johntheroofer.com. We made it. Welcome to springtime. Monday begins with early morning temps in the low 40s, increasing to a 55 degree high, 17% cloud cover throughout the day, leading to mostly sunny skies and an average wind speed of 22 miles an hour. Monday night looks cooler and breezy with an overnight temp of 38. Sunny most of Tuesday, zero precipitation and a moderate breeze. As the sun sets, be aware of a drastic temperature drop to 30 degrees under a clear sky. Wednesday will be a bit cooler at 47 degrees. Cloud activity later on in the day, leading to some rainfall later in the evening with a 37 degree low. Thursday's high also 47, accompanied with early showers then clearing during the afternoon. This is your WNRI weather. Putin, Zelensky, Biden. NATO and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on the John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. All right, folks, good afternoon. Is that a real baby in there? Folks, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Permanent Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Yeah, I think it's a doll. Um, stop it and see them. Delicious food. They're waiting for you. I can't wait when I get back, whenever that is, as we are continuing our, our coverage. The Lodge Permanent Eatery. I, I think it is a, uh, I think it's a, a doll. So we'll let the, um, them play. That's not easy, folks. But that mother, for those that missed it. Uh, last week, Ari Coogan and Heating said, Juan, I want to help these people directly, hand them some money. And we did. 
And then uh, over the weekend, Representative Patricia Morgan said, I like the idea of this. I'm going to send you money. Please give it to these Ukrainian people. And we just uh, helped them out and gave them. Uh, and there were, she has six children and with one on the way. Hello. So, folks, now, as you can see, we are right in the middle. And it is Juan in the middle with the uh, CNN reporter. Any Somebody flip to CNN, you can then see see if Juan's in the background. Maybe I'll just stand behind that guy and uh, start trashing Putin. Now, here you also have all of the oh, volunteers. And they're here all the time, folks, no matter what. Whoop. And they're here. Oh, there they are. That little girl, the... Uh, those little girls are then talking with some of the people. And um, here you have all the volunteers that are giving everything out. And, folks, it looks like uh, some delicious food this afternoon. And these are all Ukrainian people that just came off and escaped with all the bombing. Hello to everybody. That's exactly right, Tara Jean. So, and then you can... Um, See that these people, I believe, yeah, these are all volunteers that have been set up. And for those of you that have seen a lot of the coverage, um, you've seen a lot of the footage we've had at the border that is also completely uh, nonstop. So, no, I, I, I don't, I think these are local volunteers and they have nice fresh bananas and they're helping all these Ukrainian people that are continuing folks as 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 Putin is just um, bombing the country so that's nice you give out bananas and bread yeah there they are yeah oh the street urchins are right behind them we're gonna come right over to here Folks, again, it is um, for those that are just tuning in at AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's actually it's nice weather on this uh, Monday. And the uh, it is nonstop with the individuals that are um, continue to arrive. We're right in Schmel, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is the main train station. So the people come here directly from the border. And as I mentioned, on Saturday, we explored taking the train into Ukraine to uh, leave, which would have been three hours at least right from this station. But the problem is the um, the uh, the bombing the other night um, and then the amount of uh, problems in trying to get back. So there are some of the departures and then we, we saw some of that. Now, the big, the big story is uh, President Biden is going to be coming to Poland coming up this Saturday. So this is a this is a big week, folks, as the war seems to be... I'm going to go outside just for a moment. A little bit of a stalemate. You can see some more Ukrainian children and, um, and children of Ukraine. The war seems to be right now where Zelensky is just... He's not... He's not caving. He is not. They're not going to surrender. I also want to mention, I think it's um, terrible... For it's rotten for some of the various people that are saying that he should, in fact, um, that Ukraine should just surrender. I mean, who, who, listen, they'll decide that. Those people want to fight. They do not. No, they're not going to live under Russian rule. I want to just also show you this structure. I'm going to post a picture. I went by here on Saturday night, and it's very grand. So this is the um, 
this is the main train station you can see. It's very uh, grand. It's very historic. I'm not sure exactly how, how old it is. But uh, at night, look at that, 1895, actually. So this was here during both the First and Second World War, and uh, especially the Second World War when Poland was occupied by Germany. But at night, I do have a, I'll post a photo. This, this structure is very um, impressive as it's all lit up at night with this train station. And, and I think you can get a sense. Now, tomorrow, just a, a point for tomorrow. We will be out at the border. Folks, coming up at 1 o'clock, though, I mean, I do want to talk about what's going on in RI. And uh, we're still going to have our segment, Politics This Week, with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. We're going to talk about Governor McKee bribing all these state workers with his three grand, which is outrageous. And then also the uh, Jessica De La Cruz kickoff and then the uh, pathetic protest at Brood Awakenings last week. And a lot more. It's politics this week with Justin Getz. That's going to be coming up in the, the 1 o'clock hour. So I'll, I'll say this. The, the weather, this is uh, act, absolutely the, the nicest it's been um, since, we, since we arrived. And, uh, and, and, and obviously when the, the sun goes down, it, 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 you know, it becomes a different ballgame. And, and I just also wonder, I don't know if it's school vacation here, but I, I did see there's a lot of kids I could see earlier that are out on the streets. And I don't mean the kids from Ukraine. Hi there, Jerry. I mean um, just people all around were from there. So we'll see, we'll see about the, the Biden possible coverage um, coming up on Sunday. Uh, I'll have to find out details on that and then um, and, and exactly what is the movement. Now, that, that's what I was told the reason why it's not that as crowded today is it's becoming more treacherous for people to leave the country. It's becoming more dangerous and treacherous for individuals that want to try to get out of Ukraine. And um, that's obviously difficult if, it's, if that's in fact the case. Now, you also continue to see, and I can start to spot them, some of the foreign fighters. These are people that are arriving in the area. They're generally, they're males. Mm, you know, 20s, maybe a little bit older. I interviewed a guy from Norway. He's, he was, he's going back into Ukraine on his second tour. They're the ones, by the way, this is the Polish police right here. I should have brought my Providence police hat. Could have given it to them in the uh, exchange of solidarity with the Providence police. Um, but the, um, the foreign fighters floating around, that's a whole different crowd where many of them are looking to try to... Uh, and this guy, where, where do you hear the interview? Walira Tamar is a big guy. And he, in fact, um, he wants in. He wants in on all the action and everything that is, uh, that is going on and doesn't, doesn't seem to be that concerned about uh, the obvious danger that would be involved with, uh, with something like that. But... He said, uh, he said what, what motivated him as well was he was just thrown by the number of um, civilians that he claims that the, um, the civilians that the Russians were killing. And that was one of the reasons why he, um, he wants to go back in and continue to offer his services to the um, to the Ukrainian military, which, I mean, talk about 
profile in courage um, is in fact the way that the Ukrainian military continues to uh, just defy and to me almost like redefine courage the way that they are been battling the Russians it's clearly thrown off clearly thrown off Putin and the initial plan where they thought that they were going to be able to seemingly take you know Ukraine especially the capital pretty quickly and that clearly did not did not happen and so um and so now the battle is on but I you know I agree with those that that say why would we why would we um oh, why I got to adjust the camera here with the why would we not want to continue to support this group of individuals that are continuing to bravely fight the Russians. Sorry for that line, folks, that's uh, going through, trying something out different with the, the battery. Don't adjust your screen. It's not that. Um, but the, 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 the Biden coming here, would that would be really, um, that would obviously be huge. Now, and I also want to make mention, and again, folks, it's 1217 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Visit the website. Uh, one of our sponsors there, Soul Source Restoration, 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. It's Soul Source Restoration. Um, I think... Um, the, the idea that somehow that um, President Biden, and they're trying to float out this idea that he would make his way into the Capitol. I mean, folks, that, that cannot happen. I mean, there's, there's, there's no way that that can happen. There's nothing about that that makes sense. Yes, yes, I am from the United States. Yes. Uh, Providence. Providence. Hi, where where are they from? All right, we have a from United States. Yes. Hold on. I'm trying to um all right, let me take this off. So there were some people that were chatting with that man. And then maybe we'll chat with them as well. Oh all right, let me come over. I don't know who he is that he is uh showing them. That's exactly right, James. So let me see uh those people and we're now where where are they connect with uh, Houston from Houston. United oh, States from Texas okay Texas yeah. right we're from Rhode Island this my, is a broadcast daughter oh daughter oh very nice friends. oh very nice hi we are you can uh, find me on Facebook John DePietro show on Facebook you hi. can find it we do a live stream right now hello to everybody in uh, in Houston so that is your daughter oh very nice and her friend Oh, okay. good. Okay. And you are, you're a volunteer? Volunteer, yeah. You're a volunteer you? here. Yes. You? I'm a, re- a reporter media. Ah, for media. Okay. Hello to Houston. Yes. Okay. That's funny. All right. So he's talking to his uh, daughter on a FaceTime, folks. Man, so that's very nice. Again, for those that are uh, tuning in, I apologize. A little bit of a um, 
of uh, somewhat sometimes can be of a technical challenge, but uh, folks, we managed to handle it. I'm going to um, actually just everybody on Facebook, bear bear with me. We're going to remove that and go back. Everybody that's listening on the radio, just be patient for just one one more second. I just want to adjust that and then we should be uh we should oh good and there we are and we are fine folks and again um tomorrow we're going to be back at the border and um we'll see um i just want to check you you uh, the big stories here now first of all war could be headed to a stalemate it looks like it is at a stalemate this story of russia shifting to plan b and the Ukrainian civilians being deported to Russia in a Nazi-like purge. It is, it is absolutely disgraceful. Names on a list fleeing Maripol one checkpoint at a time. I mean, it, um, it sounds brutal. Court bans Facebook Instagram after Meta found extremists. There's definitely extremists. Uh, and then the, the Biden visit. The Biden visit of, uh, of him coming Saturday to Poland. The man who would replace Putin. That absolutely needs to happen without question. But so Saturday, I think we're going to try, with the help of Anna, to go visit uh, where the Biden visit is going to be. President Biden is at a step in Poland to his trip this week to Europe. Urgent talks with NATO, European allies. Uh, He will first travel to Brussels and then to Poland to meet with leaders there. So it looks like Saturday's headed to Warsaw. So we may. We'll see what it's like. Um, I will tell you that um, on Monday ahead of his trip, President Biden will discuss the war with European leaders. Uh, France, Germany, Italy, Boris Johnson of the UK. Um, he has no plans to travel to Ukraine. I, I think that's a wise idea. Uh, Anthony Blinken, while in Poland this month, briefly crossed into Ukraine in a show of solidarity. So in uh, the invasion of Ukraine. So, no, you know, I mean, and here's the other thing, folks. I just want to mention about this whole business regarding President Biden. And as I've, you know, told many of you, um, as a two-time Trump voter in support, or hi there, Jonna. Um, folks, I, I, I am not, but you, you, you can't, all I would say to a lot of the Trump people is you, 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 can't, you can't have it both ways. If he's Sleepy Joe, which he is, and he needs a nap, and he's always losing his place, and he doesn't seem to fully have his focus and concentration. And I agree with all of that, by the way. And never mind Harris's week. But then you can't have it while at the same time he's this mastermind that somehow has engineered this, this war. Like, it, it, to me, it's got to be one or the other. You can't have it. We're going to walk through one more time. You can't, um, you just can't have it both ways. It doesn't work that with some people, they have him, which I think is more accurate, as a very old 79-year-old who clearly doesn't have his focus. Clearly, you wonder just how much he's fully engaged as we've talked about in a lot of these meetings, this is going to be very dramatic that he's even getting on a plane and coming to this part of the world. Um, where someone like a Zelensky could do that very, very easily or a younger individual. But uh, my whole point is you, you can't, if, if he is all those things, then he can't be the way some people describe it as, now see, this is getting much more crowded out here again. That um, it, it can't be 
but he's actually this incredible mastermind who, you know, has all these shady, shady deals going. And, um, and, and it, it's, it's, to me, it's like one or the other, right? Like you, you can't, it, it can't, well, it's an, it's, I was asking that to someone and they said, well, it's an act. I don't think he's acting. When he loses his place all the time and when he's not sure, uh, you know, and, and all these other gaffes and mistakes that we've seen when he seems like a, a cratchety old, old man, that, that's, that's who I believe he is. And I don't think that he's actually very crafty like a Bond villain that secretly he's uh, planning all these different things. And, um, and so therefore... That that's who I don't I don't think it can be um, I don't I don't think you can have it as I've been saying I don't think you can you can have it both ways it's got to be one or the other and I'd be more inclined to say that he it's more in, in line with as many people describe him right as the sleepy Joe look beyond low energy at this point um, I think it, it is fair to question exactly who is in fact. Um, who's really making a lot of the decisions. Folks, again, for those that are uh, just tuning in, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hello once again, everybody uh, tuning in, part of our live stream on uh, Facebook Live. We are again in uh, Schmel. This is the uh, the main train station. You've seen some of the news. You just saw out in front, for those that are just tuning in, a lot of the uh, foreign reporters and also CNN and this, this is the first trains that roll in from Ukraine land here. Now, tomorrow, we will be back out at the border. But it's just, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not the easiest broadcast when we do go out to the border. There's a little Ukraine girl. And, um, and so we'll, we're probably going to do that tomorrow. It is interesting. I did meet some Americans a short time ago. And they seem... Um, I don't know. They seem to think that you can go in and out of the country uh, rather easily or they find a way to slip in. But that is different than what I've been hearing from a lot of different people. You can hear the trains going on in the background. And again, folks, this portion of our program on this Monday as we uh, are right in week three. And it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Again, I want to thank uh, David. Everyone's been so supportive. Uh, delicious food. When I come back, you're going to find me out on that deck at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So right now, it is uh, 1226, and we're going to be taking a break in just about three minutes at the, the bottom of the hour. We're going to send it back to um, JR, but... Folks, the story right now r- really remains. It, it seems, and again, I, I'm not an expert, but, it, you know, the, these are people that are just being bombed out, driven out of their homes. And by, by all accounts, it is, it's an unprovoked war. It's a war of aggression. Uh, Putin, they want Zelensky to sign over parts of the country. I mean, it's, it's a war where he's saying, okay, we're going to now take that land. Right, that land is going to belong to us, and um, and and that's how we're going to. Oh, hold on one second, everybody. Um, that's how we're going to. That's how we're going to, like, operate. And you know, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, to his credit, 
He's saying, you know, we don't think so. We're not, we're not on board with that. We're not going to go along with that. Um, train station now, as you can tell, behind me, it's getting much, much, much more active and uh, busy. But I was told earlier there are so many people that are trying to get out of the country, but the bombing was so intense that it was uh, real trials and tribulations just trying to make their way out of there. And then the delays that you heard were just seemingly are brutal. So maybe the situation is changing. But I, I will tell you, certain parts of the country, if you've seen the devastation, it, it looks like Hiroshima. If you look at some of the footage, it looks like Nagasaki and, and Hiroshima. It looks, and, and that's part of the playbook, which is with Putin, you just, you just pummel the country with a hammer into the ground and basically just try to get them. Uh, to surrender. But to his credit, uh, President Zelensky has, has refused to, if we could just do that, has refused to um, to go along with that and is not going to go along with that in uh, in any way. So let's do this. Right now it's at 1229. Folks, and again, you're um, listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and uh, 99.9 FM. Let's do this right now. In 10 seconds, we're going to take a break and send it back to JR in the studio. I will be doing one after dark coming up a little bit later. But you're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let's send it back right now to JR in the studio. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on the John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, it's brought to you by the Coesed Inn. I can't thank them enough. Jim said, Juan, you're going to love the food in Poland. He was right. It's fantastic. And you can enjoy it as well. 226 Coesed Avenue in Westport. There's a nice link on the website, dipietro.com. Folks, we continue our coverage from Eastern Europe as we begin week three. People ask me, how much longer are you going to be there? Until the war ends or until we meet Zelensky is the answer. No, go to the website, dipietro.com. And uh, we have full recaps if you've missed some of the, the audio, the video, and, uh, and a lot more. I, it's just, it is, it's fascinating. It continues. No one knows where, it's, where this is going to go. Um, I also want to be very clear. I recognize that there are some people, they find uh, the whole thing confusing. 
they they cherry pick little bits of information that they want to use and put out there to try to justify their position. It's it's an odd dynamic when there are people that are actually supporting Putin over their their own country. But I'm going to chalk it up to a lot of this is just confusion. I think there are some people that have been on the Putin payroll. But for many of you, I want you to understand, you know, because I'm hearing this from certain people where they're saying, you know, I'm entitled to my opinion. That's true. But you're not entitled to a different set of facts and or, uh, you know, to, to deliver misinformation. And there certainly is, as I've talked about, there's been no shortage of that. I really push back on those that try to push Zelensky as anything than what he's being. And that is a leader of a country that's trying to rally his people. Ukraine is our ally. I, I, I see the same talking points from certain people. It's not our war. And that's what they think you're supposed to say. It's not our war. It's these two countries. They've been battling for a long time. That's actually not true. Uh, several fronts. Number one, Putin and Russia, they invaded Ukraine. That's, you know, uh, you really want to have a situation where an, a, a country is being aggressive and invading their neighbors. Um, that's number one. Number two, that's also not accurate. In 1994, Budapest, the United States, we, we signed the treaty, part of Ukraine, uh, getting rid of their nuclear weapons. We, we signed that along with the UK and also with Russia that we would protect Ukraine if they would agree to get rid of their nuclear weapons. So the talking point of it's not our war, it's, it's wrong. I, I personally, I do not understand. And it's, it's, um, it's really disgraceful and it's embarrassing. I see people that will not condemn Putin. And, and, and the sad part, they think they're not supposed to. And I get there was a lot of confusion when this whole thing started. This is so simple to understand. You have an evil thug goon criminal that uh, just wants a power land grab. And so he's killing all the, he's, these people. And this thing cannot end until he's taken out of power in Russia. Obviously, people would like to put him underground, but, and I mean non-existent, but uh, the fact of the matter is he, 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 nothing can happen. And Zelensky, you know, he has met the moment. I, I know there's misinformation about him or these people attacking him. I mean, how, how is that not someone that's brave? But I get some people, oh, we have problems in our country and why would we help them? And this other, listen, we're a member of NATO and NATO exists to try to stop exactly what's happening right now. And other countries like Finland and Sweden, if they want to join NATO, they should be allowed to join NATO. I just redirect people. Um, If you really want to know what this is about, learn and read about Putin, because that's what it's about. Also, as far as the Hunter Biden laptop story, it, it sure sounds that he's in trouble. It sure sounds like he's being investigated. And I, I don't possibly jail but let's be very clear about something. His, that has nothing to do with Putin invading. And I think some people are conflating the two and confusing the two. They're, they're not related. So the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story, and, and again, yeah, the media was wrong as they were just trying to dismiss it as, as uh, oh, that's just Russian propaganda. But, you know, and, and again, I don't want to spend too much time on it. What, whatever he is being investigated and whatever crimes were committed, he absolutely should be held accountable. But it, it in no way comes into play with why Putin decided to go in there. And I know some people say, yeah, but, you know, one, Ukraine is corrupt. Well, they were. 
because Putin had his puppets in there and he's always been meddling with the country and he calls them little Russians. Uh, but then the people of Ukraine stood up and threw him out. And then people say, look at that, Zelensky shut down some television stations. Well, they were, they were Russian propaganda putting out false information. I have no problem with that. What about freedom of the press? Yeah, go to Russia and see about freedom of the press. All right, some of the latest headlines. Zelensky evokes Holocaust. You know, this is terrible that Israel is not stepping up to help them. Um, very, very disappointing. How about the plot to poison Putin? You know, he's too careful for that. I mean, folks, what you have to understand is things, this is, what, what is going to happen if eventually Putin is able to get people to try to take out? Zelensky's the one that the world needs to protect. Uh, the Ukraine military needs to protect. NATO needs to protect. Um, a lot of people didn't think he'd be alive at this point. If he, they take him out, I think this whole story could change dramatically. Um, and, and this story of that some of the captives are being shipped to labor camps is just frightening. Now, right now, the war seems to be headed towards a stalemate. And that just means a lot of inner city guerrilla warfare. I mean, if you follow some of the coverage, a lot of the Russians seem to be digging in as if they're you know, surrounding the city and they're going to be there for some time. Ukraine civilians deported to Russia in Nazi-like purge. I have people saying, where are you getting this from? Gee, I don't know, the stories that I'm posting about it. Um, and then you also, I have some video up uh, about these uh, these foreign fighters that are showing up. No gun, no helmet, no action. And the Americans who are signing up to fight. Now, you saw me, I interviewed uh, the guy from Scotland, a group of guys from Scotland showed up at the border and they want to go in and fight the Russians. But they're, they're being vetted out. I don't know about their expertise um, and exactly how they're, they're going to be used. Mercenaries right now are hunting Zelensky. They have to keep him alive. They cannot allow President Zelensky to be killed. I come back to I don't understand the criticism. The guy is standing, he is motivating his country, he is fighting. He is the, the biggest profile of courage right now in the world. It is true. He's demanding these other nations step up and help his nation. And right now it's it's uh, it's really just Ukraine and some foreign fighters against Russia. I also want to point out, and again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to... Um, once again, thank Coogan Heating. If you've seen some of the video or saw some of last week, we Coog's, uh, who is just so terrific, Coogan Heating folks, support them. All your cooling, heating needs, and also plumbing. He, uh, he contacted me and was able to um, send me some, some cash, and I converted it at a local bank. And so I was giving Polish money to the people from Ukraine arriving literally as they're walking over the border. And so if you want to see some of the video, it's it's right there on the website, dipetro.com. Now, to me, there's no better way to help people exactly directly. There they are. I, I know there's a lot of relief efforts out there. I, I'm just always, you know, where's the money really going? Is it ever really going to reach these people? And if anything, you're, you're watching all these refugees now. They're all going to live in different parts of the world. But R.E. Coogan, folks, stepped up, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. But I also understand, um, and I want to just touch on this notion that some people use about, well, it's my opinion. 
when what they're really doing is they're giving out false facts. Um, and as I try to say, if someone says two plus two is five, and that's my opinion, it, that's not an opinion. That's that's false fact. That's false information. One America, uh, OAN, right? One America News. They actually had someone on, I think, late last week. They allowed this person on the air. And, and this is how, this is disgraceful. It's embarrassing. It's completely wrong. It's Russian Chinese propaganda. They allowed someone to go on their television network, which is not as widely seen as it once was, and announce that uh, American military were killing, bombing and killing the Ukrainian people to blame it on Russia. Folks, that, that is traitorous. That is such a disgrace. What an embarrassment. How can you say something like that? That is disgusting. That is a lie. I mean, I know that obviously that people don't like President Biden, but to start to fabricate things that are military, are running missions and killing innocent Ukrainian people, which is a complete lie. We have no planes over there. We don't have troops on the ground. People and someone could see that and say, that's my opinion. But that, that's not an opinion. That's false information. And it's dangerous false information. Shame. I mean, at, beyond shame. I mean, I'd rather say blank you. How do you say something like that? Some people, what is wrong with certain people? My God, you're going to resort to that? Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Brood Awakenings. I can't wait. When I do return, that's where I'm going. Two locations in Johnston, location in Cranston, and also uh, Bolt Hill Road in Warwick. Folks, delicious, fresh food, great in the morning, great for lunch, late afternoon, big comfortable chairs, big screen TVs. Discover the brew difference. Stop it and see my friends at Brood Awakenings. There's a link on the website, dipetro.com. You're listening to The John DePetro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call their Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Okay, it's Chanda Petro. We're right at the border, Mandinka, and there are a group here, and they are foreign fighters. And uh, what can you tell us about yourself? My name's Paul. I'm from Glasgow. Uh, all I can say at the moment, we're very frustrated. Uh, diplomacy and bureaucracy is holding everything up. Ukraine has not been very forthright with the truth. Uh, and basically, we're just waiting to do anything we can, whether it begin for military action or humanitarian aid, whatever, we're just here to help in any way whatsoever. Um, and there's a group of us here prepared to do whatever we need to do. How many How many uh, are you with? There's a group of about 30 or 40 of us and at the moment, and that's growing every day. And you guys, you're waiting to go into action? We're waiting to help in some form, 
one way or another. You say it's frustrating because there's delays? It's very frustrating. We came here to help and all we had were hands tied. Can't go anywhere. As I say, the Ukrainian forces are not very forthright with the truth. How long have you been here? Four days. Four days waiting to go in? Four days waiting to go in. And you guys signed up and everything. I mean, you're in full military gear. Well, we've no sign for the Legion. The Legion's know what it seems. And my advice to anybody coming to join that Legion is don't. Is don't join the Legion. Bad move. Um, is that surprising? I would think. I mean, you show up a group of 40, I would think put you right in action. You guys seem ready to go. Well, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's very surprising. But I promise the world. Started at the airport, nobody to pick us up. Um, no follow through, make your own way to the border, get to the border, take your passport, which is another thing, tell people don't give them your passport. They disappear with it and then you're in the Legion and it's just a shit show. That's and then you're just waiting to see what's going to happen from you. We're waiting to see what our next move is, next 36 to 48 hours before we can do anything. And who is, uh, you have a leader as well that's been uh, leading this whole thing. We have a leader, a colonel, I won't tell you his name, ex-Foreign Legion. Wow. Very clued up, very switched on. Uh, he'll be leading us in whatever action we decide to take. Okay. And I can see this. There seems to be a pretty good amount of uh, Foreign Legion fighters that are here ready to go. There, there's a lot of guys here prepared to go and help, uh, whatever that takes. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, folks, again, and uh, as I'm standing here, it's Sean DePietro, I can see... There are guys in military garb, and they're really all over the place. And uh, they are, you heard that, that crew is from Glasgow, but they're from all over. And they are prepared, and they're just waiting. They seem frustrated. They thought they'd get to see action a little bit faster than this. But uh, it's obviously not happening. I don't know enough about the screening process, but this is right at Mandinka, right at the border. I'm looking over to my right is, in fact, Ukraine. And then we're right here at the border. And so you have all the refugees coming in. And then you also have all of these foreign fighters as well. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought by Henry Oil. Hey, still plenty of cold weather ahead, unfortunately. Call, maybe just fill up that tank one more time. 
Give them a call now. Then you have the oil. Now's the time to call Henry Oil. Absolutely. And give them a call. It's Henry Oil. Remember, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, 401 521 Well, I want to play for you. Uh, let's get to some sound that we have. And this is uh, Meet the Press. With much of their advance stalled, Russian forces continue to turn their guns and missiles on civilians. In recent days, they've hit a theater that was clearly identified as filled with children. Hundreds remain unaccounted for. Russians have bombed apartment buildings in city after city to spread terror, even targeting bread lines and food storage facilities with the clear intention of starving the populace into submission. These are civilian attacks. They're not accidents. Overnight, Russia bombed an art school in Mariupol. 400 people had been hiding there. President Biden has gone to the extraordinary step of calling Vladimir Putin a war criminal. And on Friday, the White House says Mr. Biden warned China's president, Xi Jinping, of significant repercussions if China decides to aid Russia either financially or militarily. But Vladimir Putin now apparently accepts that Volodymyr Zelensky is the leader of the Ukrainian people and will remain so even after this war. It's a big concession. But he's still refusing to meet with Zelensky one-on-one, at least for now. So does Putin even want a peace deal? Or does he want to flatten Ukraine so nobody can have it? Yeah, it would seem that he wants to flatten it so that no one can have it. As sad as that is, and I wish it was uh, a different response. Now, I also believe, folks, and I know people are wondering, you know, the whole use of the red line. What's our red line? I, I would say it's fair to say that if they, in fact, use nuclear weapons uh, on Ukraine, that, that that really becomes the the red line. I also want to go back to um, this is um, Richard Engel, NBC News, who's right in Ukraine. Is it are they no longer trying to use a ground invasion to take over Kiev? Here in Kiev, the mood has changed significantly. People are coming out onto the streets. They're feeling much more confident. But everything in this city feels like it's in a bit of suspended reality. Nobody is working. The economy has more or less stopped. Nobody's paying taxes. People aren't making plans for the future. They're just making weapons in their homes while the Russian offensive is paused. But the expectation is that Russia is just refitting, rearming, regrouping, and that it plans to hit this city and other cities with even more ferocity as it brings in heavier weapons. And Russia is already starting to use heavier weapons. It used the hypersonic missile, which caught a lot of people's attention. But the, the concern here is that it could bring in its heavy artillery pieces that would do the most damage. And this is typical Russian military operating procedure. When it hits a wall, it brings in bigger hammers to smash through that wall. But uh, here in Kiev, for the time being, they are seeing something of a respite and also using this time to to refit and stock up on supplies. So if it's possible that Putin has decided maybe he can't get Kiev and he wants to at least keep what he has or try to, you know, make some incremental gains in the south and east, what do these peace talks look like? And who's now the best mediator? 
Turkey is emerging uh, far and away as the clearest uh, mediator with uh, President Erdogan. Uh, he has a relationship with President Putin. He's a NATO member, so he's trusted by both sides. But he has also had strained relations with the United States, which could help him with Putin. So he, he's clearly emerged as the, as the interlocutor. And so far, what Turkey is saying is that Putin and Russia do seem to be willing to make some sort of deal uh, that it would involve denazification whatever that means potentially just a generic statement from ukraine that it rejects all forms of extremism that it would involve neutrality which president Zelensky has already more or less agreed to that he won't join nato but it could also involve territorial concessions particularly in the south particularly around mariupol and that so far uh, seems to be the biggest sticking point and that might be a bridge too far now again folks that was uh, sunday's meet the press now since then there were um, and again it's john DePietro, tremendous tremendous bombing significant damage uh they are what you're seeing i think that was pretty good about the and i hate but the you know the whole element of of bringing the hammer i mean that's really what it seems to be going on so the latest now is president biden is expected to travel to brussels this week trying to show solidarity with uh, European NATO and um, uh, leaders on, on the U- Ukraine war. But I also want to um, mention, folks, I mean, listen, make no mistake about it, that the, there needs to be an investigation. Our intelligence was, was way off on this. And going back to uh, December, President Biden did, should never have been announcing no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. We would never do that. Uh, we're not getting into a direct conflict with them. He he never, he shouldn't have done those things. Without question, I agree with everyone. That That is a mistake. And it certainly seems to, that, that, that cert, make no mistake about it, that absolutely emboldened Putin. And this goes back to how is it we could be so wrong? Part of it seems to be that they, they felt that Ukraine would fall very quickly to the Russians. And that clearly didn't happen. So somehow the intelligence was off because the the line of thinking goes that President Biden thought, well, they, they're going to fall very, very quickly. That would be the, as he called it, a, a, just a small incursion. But the, the fact of the matter is, as you know, they, they did not fall quickly. And what if, in fact, if you reverse the clock, if... By President Biden had not ruled anything out. And see, that's the pandering to the far left. That's pandering to the different people that wanted to hear him say, we're not going to get involved. We wouldn't do anything like that. And as a result of that, that became the green light for Putin and the invasion. In looking back, um, I don't think they should have ruled anything out. I want to give credit. If you remember, President Trump would never, he'd get asked the questions. He'd be like, why would I announce what we're going to do or not do? And you're, you're seeing part of the danger here by by President Biden trying to reassure his base in the far left by saying, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Who, who was who was the winner there? The winner of that who benefited that was, in fact, that main Putin. OK, good. The Americans are staying out of it. They're not going to uh, get these. And it, it seems to be it's all about the missiles they want to get. The type of equipment Ukraine has right now can't stop a lot of these the uh the the long range bombing that it, that is going on so but but make no mistake about it though that without question those were huge huge mistakes 
by the Biden administration. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, now as we have reached spring, I want you to contact J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free quote. Have you been thinking about getting your driveway paved after this rough winter? Call J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, residential asphalt driveway. And remember, no one is better to veterans. You can go to my website, petro.com. I was there. J. J Perry Paving, they do once a month, they do the driveway for bonus for free for for a veteran. Folks, so if you're related to a veteran, a family member, friend, you're a veteran, contact them. What a difference it makes. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com. The Coesed Inn, or an island tradition since 1977, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Check out the website, DePietro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there. And that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, DePietro.com. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services Call Brother Roland today at Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brother's Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brother's Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. Okay, now folks, uh, it's John DePietro. We are right at the border of uh, Poland and Ukraine. And uh, what is your name? Maciek. Okay. And you're waiting with your friend? Yeah, for okay. her friends. And who is, um, it's a nice sunny day out here right by the border. She is waiting for her friend coming in from Ukraine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're here to greet them? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm helping some of my friends. Okay. And what can you tell us about who are the people that you're expecting? Who are her friends? I don't know. Like, it's her f- girlfriend with uh, two children, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then you, you they're going to stay with you in Poland? Mm, I don't know. You don't know. You have to oh, ask, be ask her. <laughs> okay, but Olga doesn't speak English, so... Um, have you been waiting long? Uh, no, no. No? We just arrived. Okay. So. And any idea where they are? 
maybe they're at the border right now. Okay. I don't know. And then they have to come through, be processed, and then make their way through here. Yeah. Okay. Will that be exciting and happy when uh, Olga sees her friends coming with the two children? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. you know, there so. is a war outside, so it's horrible, right? It is. Yeah. Do you know what part of Ukraine they're coming from? Uh, not especially. No. Okay. But they they feel it's time to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Realtor Pat Elston. Call Pat today. Four zero one. There's a link right directly to her on the website, dipetro.com. Caldwell Bank or Realty. WNRI Woonsocket. W260DC. From WNRI Studios, I'm Jeff Gamash. Here are some of the top stories making headlines in Rhode Island today. The city of Woonsocket plans to hold a show of solidarity event with the people of Ukraine today. Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt says the Ukrainian flag will be raised at Market Square, fire and police stations. A special ceremony of support is planned for tonight, Monday, at 4 p.m. at Market Square. The public is invited to participate with Father Boris of St. Michael's Ukrainian Orthodox Church, along with Father Michael of St. Michael the Arch Angel Ukrainian Catholic Church. Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt Hunt and city officials will be on hand. The mayor says Winsocket is proud to fly the Ukrainian flag that is now an important symbol of freedom and sacrifice across the world. A man reportedly suffered life-threatening injuries from a stabbing in Providence Sunday night. The incident happened on Pennsylvania Avenue in the capital city's lower south side section at around 7.30 p.m. WPRI-TV reports the victim was stabilized at Rhode Island Hospital. The Providence Police Department is looking for a suspect out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. The Pawtucket police officer who has been charged for the shooting of a civilian is facing a new count from the state. The attorney for Daniel Dolan tells WJAR-TV he has been arrested for disorderly conduct on top of the original charge of assault with a dangerous weapon and discharge of a firearm during a crime. Dolan, while off-duty last June, attempted to detain an 18-year-old driver in West Greenwich and shot him when he fled, causing non-life-threatening injuries. A South County official is saying, I'm sorry for a comment about the residents of Providence that was viewed as racially insensitive. At a town council meeting last week, Charlestown Emergency Management Agency Director Kevin Gallup said there would be need for a police detail for food trucks to cover the possibility of, quote, people showing up from Providence. Mayor Jorge Alosa called the comment coded and derogatory and said public officials must hold themselves to higher standards. Alosa has accepted an apology from Gallup, who directed it towards people of color everywhere for the meaning of his words. At Kay's 1013 Cass Avenue, you can dine inside or outside. Yes, for those who enjoy the great outdoors, try our igloo dining or cozy up to our inside dining room or bar. Take your pick. It's always a pleasant dining experience at Kay's Restaurant. And thank you for voting us number one in the Winsocket Call Reader's Choice Survey. Number one for best lunch and number one for best bar and pub. Number one for dinner specials and number one for sandwiches. We couldn't have done it without your continued support and, of course, our dedicated staff. 
So for lunch or dinner specials or award-winning steak sandwiches or seasonal cocktails and sangria, come on over to K's. Check out our Facebook page as we come up with new creations daily. K's, 1013 Cass Avenue. Takeout, indoor dining, outdoor winter dining too, weather permitting. Reservations at 762-9675. See you at K's of Woonsocket tradition since 1968. And remember, a gift card is always available. WNRI Studios, I'm Jeff Gamash. Here are some of the top stories making headlines in Massachusetts. Former Boston Red Sox star David Ortiz says he's stunned by the report that a Dominican drug kingpin ordered his 2019 shooting. The report was prepared by former Boston Police Commissioner Ed Davis, who was hired by Ortiz to investigate. Ortiz was shot in the back outside a nightclub in the Dominican Republic, and the report says it was ordered by drug kingpin Cesar Peralta. Davis says Peralta felt disrespected by Ortiz, which led to him ordering the botched hit. A U.S. Marine from Lemonster is among the dead following a military plane crash in Norway. Officials say 27-year-old Marine Captain Ross Reynolds was participating in NATO training exercises when the plane crashed. Reynolds and three other Marines died in the crash Friday night. The remains were recovered from a crash site within the Arctic Circle. Out of Boston, a man who was stabbed outside Faneuil Hall has died from his injuries. Police say the unidentified man was stabbed Saturday night outside the bars on Union Street. The man was rushed to the hospital after he was stabbed, but he did not survive. Police closed down Union Street in the area for much of Saturday night because of the incident. An Upton man is sentenced to spend 20 months in federal prison following his conviction for child pornography possession. Matthew Stefanelli learned his fate in Worcester Superior Court on Friday. Prosecutors say the 33-year-old Stefanelli was found with child porn on his cell phone during a search of his home last year. The search came after law enforcement received a tip that Stefanelli owned an online account that was used to store child pornography. You're listening to WNRI One Socket, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM. Always available online at WNRI.com. WNRI Winsocket. Weather sponsored by John the Roofer. Over 70 years strong. Hire the best because you live under that roof. 866-906-ROOF. 866-906-7663. On the web at johntheroofer.com. We made it. Welcome to springtime. Monday begins with early morning temps in the low 40s, increasing to a 55-degree high, 17% cloud cover throughout the day, leading to mostly sunny skies and an average wind speed of 22 miles an hour. Monday night looks cooler and breezy with an overnight temp of 38. Sunny most of Tuesday, zero precipitation and a moderate breeze. As the sun sets, be aware of a drastic temperature drop to 30 degrees under a clear sky. Wednesday will be a bit cooler at 47 degrees. Cloud activity later on in the day, leading to some rainfall later in the evening with a 37 degree low. Thursday's high also 47, accompanied with early showers then clearing during the afternoon. This is your WNRI weather. Putin, Zelensky, Biden. 
NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on The John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. Discover the brew difference. Two locations in Johnston, also in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, and then also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Brewed Awakenings, they're local, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, great comfortable chairs, delicious breakfast sandwiches, lunch, great drinks and coffee, and plenty of room to spread out and meet people. I'll see you, and you'll discover the brew difference at Brewed Awakenings. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, obviously, it's Monday, and we continue, begin week three of our uh, coverage in Eastern Europe. I am covering this uh, primarily right from the border of Poland and Ukraine, which is the larger border crossings. And as you've heard my coverage, folks, I mean, the amount of people pouring over the the border, it's, it's into the millions. This portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Now, remember, Propane Plus... Call them today. All your propane needs, all your propane supplies, you can depend on them. 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. It's Propane Plus. Remember, folks, they've been doing it three generations now. It's Propane Plus. Call them today. And also, in Massachusetts, I want to make sure I always give out the Massachusetts number. And that is, in fact... 508-252-3359. Remember, you can depend on Propane Plus. I want to thank, uh, obviously, folks, I'm going to continue to thank so many different people, uh, especially Paul Manville, our friend. John, the roofer, stepped up, said, I love the coverage. I want to be on board with it. You are. Folks, remember, call for a free quote. Now's the perfect time. Maybe you're getting some leaking in the roof. I have an old roof. Call. John the Roofer, Residential Commercial Roofing, 1-866-906-ROOF, 1-866-906-ROOF. Now, as much as we're doing the coverage, obviously, on the war, which is the story of the world, I'm obviously keeping track, and you hear, talking to different people um, in uh, in the local Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut area, and, and looking at just... Um, one observation. The number one, there, there's several things you have to look at. The, the race for governor. No, we still don't have that Republican candidate hasn't announced yet. So the, the, the Republican Party seemingly is all in. They're sold on her. She's from Illinois. She bought a house in Newport last May. Her and her husband seemingly have made an awful lot of money off of Rhode Island during or did during COVID. And that will all be fleshed out. And, um, I, you know, let's we'll wait and see. Now, the rest of the race, though. Uh, on the Democrat side, you know, things like, believe it or not, but things like the war help Governor McKee. Governor McKee is definitely limiting his his um, 
interaction with the media. He's not doing those press briefings anymore. Now with COVID over, I don't, I don't think you're going to be seeing him do a lot. He'll talk to the media, but he finishes, you know, it is a ribbon cutting ceremony. And then as he's walking to get in his car, he'll, you know, stop and answer questions for 45 seconds to a minute. And then they hustle him out of there. Things like the war, that actually helps Governor McKee because then it's less focused on the race. The PC Friars are going to get a lot of news this week. Uh, that's good for incumbents because, again, it's 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 more things. Look at Thursday and Friday, all local coverage on television. It's it's all going to be about Providence College Friars moving on. So happy about that Sweet 16, and then they'll they'll play uh, uh, in Chicago on Friday night. And and so that's going to you know never mind if they win. <laughs> well, then it's really good because just it it drags it out, and then there's less press coverage. So. I don't see right now a lot of the opponents doing a lot to move the needle. In the governor's race, Helena Bonanno, folks, she's issued a couple statements, but certainly she hasn't dominated a news cycle. Meaning, you know, she hasn't gotten a hold of a story, an issue in a positive way and, and, and like dominated like two or three days. I mean, it just hasn't happened. If anything, she hasn't even dominated a news day. Secretary of State Nellie Gobea, I'm going to stay with my prediction that her whole bid for governor is going to be ground game. Winning the Democrat primary, I, I see nothing that tells me differently that she is putting all her eggs in winning the mail ballot, ground game, get out the vote, uh, because she is another one, you know, pokes her head up here and there. But other than that, not getting a lot of attention. The rest of them are completely AWOL. But the, the CD2 race, the Congressional District Race 2, of on the Republican side, you have Chris Mayor Alan Fung, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, and Bob Liancia. All right, so you know those three are on the Republican side. On the Democrat side, this is just so matching up well for General Treasurer Seth Magaziner because he is someone. He's won two statewide races, which means he's got people in Cranston, Warwick, Johnston, North Kingstown, uh, Borough, all those places that at least that have voted for him. And the large field plays really well for him. You know, other he he's the only one. I don't even see anyone that's a Democrat running in for that Langevin seat, CD2. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't even, there, there's, I think, nine people running, eight people running. I'm not even sure. And, you know, does anyone see anyone making any noise? I know they're all trying to get organized and they're trying to raise money. But where this really plays to the strength of General Treasurer Seth Magaziner is the crowded field. You know, uh, all it is is when you have a lot of people on a debate stage and then everyone gets the same amount of time and you have nine people, he will stand up there. Doesn't matter if they attack him. All, all he has to do is say he agrees with what everyone else is saying and and he wins. And the crowded field really plays to his advantage. So his people, I mean, now they... Unless something dramatic happens, they could almost already start to focus on on the general, uh, which will be coming up in November. Whoever wins out of the primary, simply because I've I, I, I yet to see anyone come up with anything that is different, trying to gain traction. A, a number of them could now be thrown off because he's in the race, and maybe some of them are not going to run. Remember, a lot of the signatures don't have to be until June. I've seen this before. People come up. They you know do toe in the water, but then at the end of the day they they don't they don't dive into the uh, the, the pool. So um, I, it's not as long as people. Th- I mean, we're coming to the end of March now. So then you go April, May, June. So three months before all the paperwork filing has to be in, 
And then you go July, August. Early voting starts in five months. So by June, some people will start to form opinions. Not all. Some people will decide the day of the primary in September. Some people will decide the week before. Some people decide the weekend before. It's very difficult to see everybody on. I always say, tell people, just wait. Wait till you see them on stage, and then you can get a better sense of, of where they stand. But uh, but just to try to be objective and realistic, which we want to be here on the John DePietro Show, um, unless someone starts to... Uh, South Magazine would be would would I'd, I'd almost I don't want to say in trouble, but it would be far more challenging if he had maybe one or two opponents, and you know, and then then at least there's some difference. But you have that many people running, um, it's uh, I, maybe maybe and the, the party might be happy with that. Then then it's just a crowded field, and it it certainly will play to. His strength. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by State Towing Service. I want to thank Michael Salvatore, very supportive of the program, auto sales and repair, 24-hour towing. Listen, if you're a landlord and you have someone par- parking in your property, call State Towing Service today, 401-331-0925. State Towing Service, auto sales and repair. Those guys are just terrific. All right, you are listening to the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, you're listing to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can also sit online at the website to be segment doesn't matter if I am overseas. It's still time for politics this week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It is our friend, Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off, obviously, full disclosure, uh, Brood Awakenings. I know the owner, uh, Dave Levate. They, they're just fantastic. Four locations, two in Johnston, one in uh, Warwick, right on Bald Hill Road, and one on Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Uh, I, I'm just local business, big fan. The work location is fantastic. They have a drive-through. They have plenty of parking. Um, anyone that seemingly is like going to have some kind of a group meeting or something in the Warwick area, they always always seems to be at Brood Awakenings. And so, there was going to be a gathering of uh, someone that we've talked about in the past, Providence teacher Ramona Bessinger, and she was going to get together and just talk to some parents firsthand about it's not their imagination, critical race theory, critical race theory in the schools, and. Uh, Brood Awakenings in Baltimore Road and Warwick uh, is really nothing more than the venue, the vehicle. And uh, my goodness, suddenly they're, you know, going there and uh, you have these protesters and they're led by someone from the North Kingstown School Department. And they're 
It caused two of the people that worked there to actually resign because they were fearful of the group. And um, and, and it's just and I, I kind of want to dovetail it into a little bit of, you know, what we what started just a couple seems like a long time ago, but a few weeks ago, if you remember the Monday night when the communists were gathering, actually it was the, the beginning of the invasion into of, uh, of, of Russia into Ukraine. But um, when some whoever this group came and then started yelling at some communists banging on the window and then interrupted their reading for two minutes. But I would just want to start off with uh, the actions of these protesters, but then they went after this, went after Brute Awakenings. Yeah, well, it's, you know, social media really makes it easy to make, make a small business feel as if they're inundated, you know, and they, they get this, the, the anxiety going and the employees start to get nervous, as I guess happened in this case. So, yeah, you've got the school committee, a school committee member in North Kingstown, Jennifer Lima. Uh, I guess, I don't know if she was a ringleader or just a participant, but they're protesting just free speech of parents. I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty stunning development if you stop and think about it. Uh, but apparently, you know, it's, it's always wrong to, to speak your mind when you oppose progressive changes. And so, uh, you know, the, the contrast with Providence is instructive. I mean, it's it's about the worst thing you can do. Lima, the school committee member, was outside of the business with a sign that said Brute Awakenings Bigot Academy or something to that effect. I mean, calling the business bigoted and racist. Um, this it's really a do a lot of damage to a business that way. I'm, I've heard some people suggest that they ought to be suing her for defamation. I, I'm not sure the case would stand, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's always acceptable on the left. If you're on the right now, then you're the one you've, you've got to hide and, and run. I think the, the most telling statement of it all was, was when Lima said to the journalists, you know, well, I'm, I'm all for free speech, but, you know, it's that but. Uh, the fascist, but you know, but you know, we yeah. can't have people talking like this. Free, this doesn't count. We we can't have conservatives or people who disagree with with indoctrinating children in schools be able to speak. Uh, but it does go to show you know you you can deplatforming is not just an online social media thing anymore. They can get businesses to to for be frightened and just not book these sorts of events. And, and Justin, what does it say that it's a member of the North Kingstown School Department? And now, granted, you know, uh, the uh, the night that the communists were having their reading the manifesto in the red room or the reading room or whatever it is on Camp Street and those, you know, and you were the one that put the video that showed it was actually just two minutes of uh, these idiots uh, yelling outside, literally from beginning to end was was two minutes. And, and everyone was calling out about this should not stand and and they certainly had a right to be there and again i i wouldn't even argue about that group of communists wanted to get together what were six of them eight of them and they're reading comrade uh that's that's fine but the the first principle should be of hey this is america and on top of that critical race theory it's been in the news isn't going to be violence there in any way, right? It wasn't like it was a, a rough group coming in. I remember the summer 2020, I, I covered a, a rally in Park where there was supposed to be the New Black Panther Party that, that showed results of my reporting there was canceled and then didn't show. These were parents that wanted to hear firsthand because a lot of people are trying to, you know, figure it out. And not everyone arrives at the party at the same time. They're trying to figure out where this is going, how they should handle it. Um, kind of like an informational type of thing. And um, I, I just find it completely outrageous. What makes Jen Lima and some of the other people that were there, what makes them think 
that they can shut down something like this. I, I find it that they should have absolutely been called out. And I, I think there was some media coverage of it. But do you, do you think that it got played enough in the media? No, it doesn't. And, and to the effect that to the extent it is covered, it's it's not covered fairly. You know, it's not covered in the way it would be covered if the politics were reversed. You know, you, we, you get a, a court case that goes all the way up to the Supreme Court when, say, a, a baker or a florist doesn't want to uh, participate in a, a same-sex wedding ceremony. Um, they're called public accommodations. So right. the, the argument is they have to they have to provide the public their services. You can debate that, but that's what this is. This is Brood Awakenings providing a, a meeting place. Um, if if it were a progressive group, they would and brood awakenings were declining it. They would be saying, "Well, you have to you have to host them." Here, the same people are saying, "You know, we're we're going to intimidate your employees and shut your business down if you don't if you don't forbid these people." You know, it's just it goes back to you know the fundamental left right differences. I mean, conservatives are very much more you know let's debate it, let's argue about it. More speech is better. Right. Everybody to say what they think because that's how we we well one discover if we're if we're missing something but two figure out what you're missing if you're missing something and try to persuade you to that that's kind of the conservative approach um, which is what made the you know the, the Nazis or the the fascists going after the communists kind of unique you know they're not really conservative in the American sense right. uh, they're really socialist national socialists so I mean it's it's once you get to that kind of branch of ideology where where everything has to be government you know i i, I can't can't help but connect it in this really weird law you might have seen it, it passed the house in massachusetts and then almost simultaneously in congress the house uh the crown act where they're forbidding businesses from um from discriminating based on hairstyle and you know i think it's a pretty silly yes. thing to do uh you know i i don't think businesses should do that especially when it's you know an ethnic hairstyle that is is done up and presentable in that that culture uh as opposed to say you know a, mo a purple mohawk or something that might be different but the idea on the left is everything that you think is moral has to be in the law that's how they right. think conservatives right. are more like you know the law is the law is there to set a framework morality is done by the culture uh, and that's i think that's what it comes down to is you know you you if you can't have free speech, if you're if you're spouting things they don't like, because it, you have to ban things that are bad in a progressive idea, and you know that's frankly why it leads to death camps and people being killed around the world whenever it's tried. <laughs> you know, I still come back to you and the best take. And again, folks, our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. You still have the best take of uh, of just the sheer circus and drama of you know a group of communists and they're yelling through the window at the, the neo-nazis and they're doing the, the zeke hale and they have the flag and then you know the whole you were the only one that posted because those guys posted the the video online that literally justin katz from beginning to end I, they were there in front of the window for less than two minutes they didn't bang on the window they were just yelling out front there was some kind of an altercation when one, someone wanted to come in but i still the way the next day, um, or that, no, yeah, the next day, uh, the, the next night, actually, Channel 10, Channel 12, they were all running the uh, the head of the BLM pack saying that, uh, this is another example, white supremacy and then slash, of course, Trump supporters are the biggest threat to safety <laughs> in Rhode Island. And, and what, again, is just so ironic about it 
and at least I'm not the only one that feels this way, is both Governor McKee issued the statement, I knew with information, contact the police, Cicilline waited on it, um, and they never acknowledged the fact that, you know, Governor McKee went to the, uh, the playground, I think, the next day or the day after where they had a rally about it, uh, Black Lives Matter was there, and they never addressed the fact that, as I've said, a quarter mile from there is where Maya Brophy Behrman was shot and killed on August 1st, and and as you know, and I, I've covered, I mean, it's not even close. The amount of violence, of gang violence, uh, gang feuds, all the stuff back and forth, most of the time, if not all the time, involving the drug trade in Providence, without question, is the biggest danger, has caused the most deaths, the most murders and everything. And yet it still went unchallenged as someone is on the news saying that, you know, the biggest threat right now in Rhode Island are the neo-Nazis and white supremacists? You know, it, it almost makes you—it almost makes you think that the, the left wants them to arise. Yes. Uh, national socialists and fascists. I mean, I—I I joked about it as they were as cosplay. I mean, what it reminded me of the communists versus the the fascists was was sort of like when I was a kid and I would go to where I lived in, in the New Jersey area. There was the Sherwood Forest, which was you know like. Kings, you know, you'd go and it was almost like uh, Robin Hood kind of stuff, everybody in costumes. And there's another one that was Wild West, walked down the street and they would have a play where somebody was shooting another person as if it were real Wild West. It was kind of like that, only it was, it was early 1900s Europe where the socialists and the fascists were fighting. But if, if anybody, you know, the governor or Congress people understood their history, this is kind of what happened. What, what made fascists emerge was socialists were making things not work well and, and people were starting to re- reject socialism and the nationalists jumped in to fill that void and it's almost like the, our modern socialists kind of miss that and want that to happen again because uh, that's that's really really where they're going with all this it's it's uh, a, a disappointing thing to see so many politicians feeling as if they have to have to play along with with all of this yeah in, in just before the break i also want to once again and i realize i'm the only one but in, in the media but uh this whole business of both Governor McKee and Sabina Matos, Lieutenant Governor, using the bully pulpit uh, of being Governor, Lieutenant Governor, saying anyone with any information about this incident, contact the Providence Police. Uh, never, never heard that. Uh, certainly in that Maya Brophy Behrman, obviously I've covered that story. I, I feel for the parents. Uh, listeners to my program came up with a, a $100,000 reward. Never used the power of the, the bully pulpit that they both enjoy to put information out that that remains an unsolved uh, murder. And um, and again, it, it, it just all seems to come down to, to politics. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. And that's why we're talking it's politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. To check out our website, dipetro.com, dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards, the Centerdale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop in and see them, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, I was not there, but last week, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, uh, she lives in CD1, supposedly looking, though, for housing in CD2, which is not easy. Uh, but she had her announcement. She uh, did it last Wednesday. She did it in Cranston, 
had a you know small group had the press there had her family there uh came out with some of her platform and then i have seen some things here and there on social media she's going around and and you know taking pictures with the the local businesses and so forth hearing their thoughts um i'm just curious to hear your thoughts i'll share mine on her rollout that's usually the you know that's one of the bigger days of the campaign it ideally kicks in you know that's a day to really raise money uh it's the most enthusiastic a lot of times it's it's kind of like to me a team on opening day of the season they're thinking well you know this year we really think we're going to go to the world series it's opening day um just your thoughts on her entry into the race official entry well i I think i mean it was it was a more or less standard kind of announcement. Um, nothing shocking or <laughs> necessarily innovative, but you know, there, there's plenty. There's plenty of time until the event. Uh, a lot of the the noise I saw was, you know, you, some of the the local media are really just progressive activists um, in, in disguise, and yeah. they they noticed a hat behind of some, somebody's wearing behind her, and that was the big focus on a lot of social media. And I thought the contrast there. Um, as I, I just, I think I mentioned last week or the week before, versus Fung's kind of rollout with a with his logo on social media, um, it showed the showed the risk of of the more standard uh, rollout like this. You know, you you you're just showing yourself to the people. You're not really presenting anything kind of viral, and so you run the risk that somebody, in this case, Bill Bartholomew, will grab something else. It was a hat that said, "I identify as non-binary." Um, and that was supposedly offensive, but that's what became viral, at least as far as I saw on social media. So I, I think they could get a little bit more, <laughs> more creative in trying to control the narrative. That's going to be, that's going to be the really critical thing. Uh, and in, I mean, in that light, the, the national congressional, national Republican congressional committee, uh, was out there going after magaziner without, you know, picking a Republican to go against him. Um, I think that's, that's where De La Cruz really should turn her attention is, is controlling the narrative, not not just presenting herself, but but making sure that what people are talking about is her and not not a hat behind her, not not just the event, but something she's done deliberately to go viral. I um I think I think that's a good assessment. Um, it, it, it's not easy. I, I obviously I want to be encouraging to her. I've only met her on a couple of occasions. I don't know that much about her. I don't know who's running her campaign. Um, listen, as she's going to find it, it was, it was okay. You know, I mean, it wasn't a disaster. I don't think there was a lot of penetrating questions. Um, it, it maybe was a blurb on the news. Certainly didn't get people's attention. I think, and I'm going to stick with what I've said. This is, it's, it's difficult when you're running on a district. Um, I saw this Betsy Dennigan was a very popular elected house rep from East Providence. And then she also had a summer house, uh, down in Narragansett. So she thought, oh, I'll, I'll make, that's where I live and then I'll run against Jim Langevin. But the problem was all the people that had voted for her and used to canvass for her, they could not vote for her because suddenly, you know, she lived in East Providence in CD1. Now she's, she's running in CD2 and it kind of, you know, flamed out and really did not go that well. Um, Jessica De La Cruz, again, I, I don't know. The, the whole thing about someone wearing the hat, I, that to me, that's, it's not on the candidate. It's 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 a distraction. I'm gonna. I think it's one of two things. Either whoever's running the campaign, you don't need or want that type of distraction. And that's even if it's something as simple as that. They are standing behind you. It's not like it's someone in the crowd. Um, the candidate can't see everything. 
and the candidates, you know, was trying to be organized and treat the press. So, you know, when the press release went out, they spent they spelled the name of the street wrong, which is Phoenix Avenue, which is a little bit sloppy. And then now this, uh, it's it's not the biggest thing. And you're right, they're going to pull on that. But what I think, I, I just think in order to, I, I agree with you. I I think it should have been thundering out of the box about, again, you know, my opinion, but but about Magaziner, about Cicilline. Uh, you know, about Biden. She seems comfortable with the, she wants to do something about gas. I think that that's smart. Um, I saw some Republicans in Arizona are going to start registering people to vote at gas stations. I think that's a really good <laughs> idea as people are there and they're so upset, like, hey, you registered to vote. Um, I, I just think what she's going to find is just how difficult it is. And they don't know till they get in of how difficult it is to really break through. And get people to know who you are, know that you're running, know what seat you're running for. I think, you know, with this, there's so much novelty. She's never done a big announcement like that. I I think her campaign sign, it's not terrible, but it's a little bit of a mess. Um, You know, you mentioned that that Fung sign is so crystal clear and it's it uh, it really stands out. She's going to have an uphill battle. Um, But in speaking of that, um, the, the other people that are running against Magaziner, Justin, I mean, I, I think it, it's now up to it's either eight or nine, but we're getting into late March. I don't know if they really realize, like I said, that the more the crowded field and the more those people stay quiet, it, it just seems to benefit Magaziner. I mean, do you see anyone making noise on the Democrat side in that CD2 race? No, not really. I mean, every now and then on social media, one of them will tweet out pictures of their business cards or their, their signage or something. Oh. None of it's really caught my attention. Certainly not like Fung's did, uh, gathering all that you know earned media, so to speak, on social media. But I think you know, especially on a Democrat side in Rhode Island, it's so it's so ordered and corrupt. <laughs> you, yeah. you put in your time, you, you serve on your local board, then they let you go up to the house. And if you do everything that you're told, you can move up the ladder and maybe even become a, a magistrate on a judge, on a court, you know, that's sort of the, the career trajectory. And it seems so easy because people have put in such a long time building those relationships and proving that they're good soldiers for the Democrat party. But I think others think that's kind of how it goes that you it's just not that hard of a thing to do uh so i i wonder if that kind of they're not used to having to fight and and really rally and except for the progressives and that's why i think they've been relatively successful because they do get out there they're focused and they they canvas an area i think you're you're right on with jessica de la cruz is it's you know it's it's not easy to depart from the base that you've built i mean it's it's one thing to go around a, a municipality and knock on every door as they say um it's another to just suddenly shift and you, which you know you're not going to knock on every door in the second district in a matter of months um and so that's where they've really got to come up with ways you know the being having a hat in the background that distracts the media isn't a bad thing if you've you've planned that and you've set it up in order to go viral in a way that you know, if you rope a dope the the progressives to to make them angry so that you get attention, and that's kind of what Fung managed to do with that logo. Everybody was kind of, "What is this? Oh, that's not even, that's not even a you know, that's a a classic 
painting. That's not an original design. Oh my goodness. You know, he kind of rope doped them into retweeting his own, his own logo. So I think that kind of creative thinking could go a long way. I just, as you say, I don't know who's, who's running the other campaigns uh, and what, but they're not really, they're, they're playing sort of a standard, almost general assembly level game, not a congressional statewide game. They're not. And, and, and also, um, you know, to be fair, I, I think this is a tough climate if you're OK. So, you know, you're Justin Katz and you're running as a Democrat for Congress in the CD2. I mean, you go up to someone's door and they're complaining about inflation and they're complaining about the price of gas <laughs> and who's in control down there. It's Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, and it's President Biden. And what do you you know, what do you say to that? And I'm going to go down and you go through the laundry list of, of you know, we're going to protect the woman's right to choose and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I just think they're all kind of saying the same thing. One thing, you know, you're exactly right about the progressives. One thing about their ideas are they're so far to the left. At least they stand out. You know, when, when Bernie Sanders talked about, you know, free college and everything else, I mean, now Raimundo grabbed that. But when he first came out with that, you know, he, that's, he certainly owned it and, and some of the the Green New Deal stuff, as much as I don't agree with it, at least when they left your doorstep, well, there was someone that had a different type of idea. I come back to, you know, the, the, there's a great book, Game Change, um, and it, it was about the, the 2008 presidential election, you know, Barack Obama and, and Joe Biden against John McCain and Sarah Palin. And the whole reason was, was, you know, they sat down with McCain and he was trailing and just didn't see a path to victory. And and, and they came up with it and, and said to him, you know, if you really want to win this thing, you need a game changing type of moment. And that's how he how he picked Sarah Palin. And although it flamed out in the very beginning and the first couple of weeks after the Republican convention, that was an unbelievable pick. And they shot up and she was this breath of fresh air and was getting big crowds. And I, I don't I just get the sense, you know, Ed Pacheco and. You know, Joy Fox one day went out and was meeting people. I, I don't I don't see anyone that really seems to know what it's what it's really going to take. Um, they seem very intimidated by Magaziner. I think he's really thrown off the race. actually when you think about it, um, because they've all gone quiet. And, and just by default, his names get mentioned. And it, let, let's face it. I mean, the larger field just benefits him. Because if you're Ed Pacheco, uh, what, what are you really, you know, what are you going to get, 10%? Is that a good showing? I mean, he's a magaziner. He's been elected twice general treasurer, plus he has a war chest. I mean, I I tend to think he's at least pulling 25 to 30%. And then when you have eight other people, even if they're all just getting small bits, um, I, I just think it, it, it the scattered field really, really benefits him. Jessica De La Cruz, again, it's tough not knowing what their plan is and who's really running the campaign. Um, I'm not saying she comes out and starts smearing a Nancy Pelosi or anything like that, but it's, I, I think they're also going to find a real chance, you know, the situation, an international situation going on. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that, and again, I wasn't there, that, that, that there weren't more questions about President Trump or what would you do? And I mean, if you're in Congress, you're supposed to know about international relationships or you know what would you do should we step up should we not step up um i i, I didn't uh, unless some people asked that it just didn't make news but um i i don't i don't think she, she 
maybe I'm sure for her it was a, the greatest day ever and your family and friends are there and your kids and again she seems like a, a very genuine sincere uh, uh, per individual but I, I don't know you, you're talking about trying to win Cranston and Warwick yeah well I think the, a focus on the other Democrats is a good one I mean the 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 progressives do well because they have, they care, they have, uh, they're motivated, they have ideas. They're horrible, dangerous ideas if you right. know, if you look into them, but they have ideas. And so, you know, I, I think people who pay attention to this sort of thing all the time, like probably most of the people listening to us, uh, you, you can forget that most people don't really care that much. And so when somebody comes to your door, even if you're not really comfortable with everything they say you'll be impressed that they seem to care you know well they seem to care they seem to know what they're talking about i disagree Um, maybe when they get in office the stuff i disagree with they won't do that so much because they'll see what a bad idea it is you know that's kind of the way the average person starts to think of this sort of thing and i i think that's what the the progressives do really well and i think that's that's why you know Congress isn't so much of a knocking on doors kind of race as say General Assembly, but it's still that's a, a good good rubric to follow, a good pattern. You know, you, what if if I were to knock on people's door, what would I say to them? And it's you know, in that in that competition, the Democrats in Rhode Island are so boxed in ideologically yeah. uh, with special interests of the unions and so on, they can't really say anything that's too far from what magazine or the the turf that Magaziner has has basically conquered and taken for himself, so they've got no way to stand out on that side of the aisle. And I think, but I think a similar similar perspective would be helpful on the Republican side as well. Just what would I say? How do I show I care, but I'm not crazy uh, and that I'm motivated? And you know, you you've got to get other people knocking on doors, especially when you got to cover two, at, at least two major urban areas in the state. You also, before we take the break, you also see, and I'm going to call it, it was just the sheer genius of the Trump campaign in 2015, 2016. There were 19 Republicans standing on that stage, right? Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, some, some real established Republicans. And how does a guy who's never run before, who's a builder, how does he stand out from the crowd? I'm going to build a wall. And he, he grabs the issue. He makes it a visual he makes it easy to understand, and it, it becomes his signature, you know, part of the campaign. That's how you stand out when you have 19 people and the whole element of make America great again. I mean, just when you really look at it in those standards and one by one, Chris Christie, you know, drops out of the race and then Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush and, and uh, Ted Cruz and so forth. And then at the end, it was just Trump standing. Folks, uh, Another quick break, a lot more. Politics this week, Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus, for heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane, Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus. Heating and cooling in Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 
252-3359. In, in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, Anchorizing.com. Justin, uh, another item I just want to mention quickly. It was last May, May of 21. Uh, I, I'm going to take credit. I was the only one. I was the only one out there. People can check thepetro.com. I was the only one that said that there was definitely some form of arson involved with the burning of the Speaker's building. No one else went with that. I'm going to take credit for that. I was uh, absolutely uh, alone. I, I, I knew what I knew from different people that I talked to. Uh, I was out there each day from the very beginning, several days afterwards, talking to different people. Fast forward a year later. And the Providence Journal and Channel 6 also picked up on a story. Not only did a car in his condo complex burst into flames, Speaker Sakachi, now he admits he believes that it was also his office building <laughs> where there was a subject of arson. And, and I, this is one of those, Justin, that I, I was alone on that. Everyone else was there, Globe, Journal, Channel 10, 12. I was the one that was out there filming, showing, saying there's no way that this was just somebody left on a coffee pot or anything else, uh, that this was the way it went down, that this was arson. But it, I'm a little surprised that there isn't more on this when you have the, the most powerful person in the state, Speaker Sakachi, basically saying that he, he believes there's now been two attempts of arson, one in, at his business and the other at his home. Yeah, it does. And he mentioned also having communications that lead him to, to feel this way, you know, uh, yes. emails and such. And when his office was burned down, um, I can't remember whether you found it or I did, but there, there were uh, activist groups that were, you know, not like national activist you groups found mentioning that. it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I was willing to give you credit if you wanted to, but um, they, no, uh, no. Yeah, they were. found that on one of those Antifa type of uh, yeah, websites. Exactly. And then so, the same sign was found when I, I broke the story that. That uh, attorney in North Providence that does the evictions, his office was burned down. Yeah, well, exactly. And so, so he's got communications. He's saying he feels it's arson. And he's starting to get nervous. Um, and yeah. it, the police are taking a long time uh, figuring it all out. Uh, so, you know, I you have to put give some weight to that. I mean, it does seem kind of an indirect mode of, of attack. Uh, but that's... Uh, it, that's really kind of how it could operate. If, if a group is trying to intimidate him without getting caught, you know, making it plausibly deniable is is one way to do that. And there's there's a lot of money rolling around there. I remember uh, back in the the olden days on Anchor Rising, uh, I was ch- chatting with uh, Andrew Morris uh, when when gambling was really becoming bigger and bigger thing. And he, he said he's he's always he's always joked about the idea that anybody could be you know mob could be getting involved in our elections at a general assembly and stuff because it seems so petty. But once you start bringing in the these big interests and you're getting that with a lot of these progressive organizations now not yeah. not on a, like a corrupt you know mob type thing but just on on environment environment there's lots of money to be made uh, in that that's right uh, and there's lots of influence to be peddled and so that's you can't 
you can't really you know discount that that's kind of the, the progression you get the the issues become hotter and hotter and suddenly things start becoming a little bit more violent a little more uncomfortable and a little bit more apt to burst into flames and and that may be some of what we're seeing there of course it may not be some of the the story does to some extent read like a you know a murder mystery of some kind you know there's a the angry employee and so the the people whose car burnt down were on the board of the condo association so there's a lot there are other pieces but it's definitely a door that ought to be open and you'd think more and the media would would be digging and looking into this you know the the speaker says he's got emails what are those emails you know right what groups might there be he, you know yes. he, he's mentioning certain policies they might be upset with well trace those down where's the money in that yeah and so i think That's part of right. the problem may be that there's just there's just not a lot of a lot of resources in journalism anymore, particularly state and local journalism. I mean, you're you're alone there among Rhode Islanders out in, in Eastern yeah, Europe, overseas. for example. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so I mean, that's there's just not those resources to go. Okay, you, no. you there may be nothing to this story, but I'm going to send one of my reporters to follow it for a month and a half and see yeah. if we can trace anything down. They just don't have that anymore, and and the, the business model isn't there, which which may partly explain some of it. It's just a lot easier to, to cover, you know, press releases from the state offices, PR teams. And I go back to and just double table, dovetail, uh, when you had, after the whole white supremacist screaming outside the window of the communists, the whole statement of the biggest threat, right, in our area, if these <laughs> were right-wing Trump supporters threatening him, I think we'd know about it. I just find it, you know, it, it's, it's a story that's not that common to people. You have the most powerful person in Rhode Island who he, he feels he is being targeted with arson. And I'm telling you again, I was at that, the back of his building. There's no way a fire goes up that quickly. That looked like a bomb went off. And I said it at the time, and I'll even say that he and some of his staff were like, oh, do you think so? I don't know. And now they are like, you know, in hindsight, you were right. Now we do believe that that, that fire was set. So there's someone that's doing it. I think it is definitely, it's the left, it's uh, far left activists, it's direct action, some type of a group, who knows, you know, they could be in New England, floating in and out, who, we don't have an idea, but it's, it's definitely out there. Now, speaking of direct action, I am anxious for this Illinois tourist who's going to announce that she's running to be the governor as a Republican. If, if anything, someone to go after Governor McKee on these, again, these ridiculous $3,000 bonuses where now, what is your reaction, Justin Katz, that, you know, the state troopers are now getting the 3000 because the Providence teachers got the 3000 And now Governor McKeven says, oh, I like his new defense. I didn't even know that they would get <laughs> to wear their body cams. I mean, talk about, but, but again, when you have a Democrat primary and they all want to pull from the same group and no one wants to offend any of the state workers, you get this type of outrageousness. But it is it is beyond outrageous that we have someone who's using taxpayer money and he's even triggering it that 1,500 arrives in July right for early voting, uh, which starts in August for the September primary. And, and this is, to me, it is an absolute shameful abuse of power. Well, it is. And I, I think he makes it worse for himself. With the, with his, him or even his office, which I don't know if that's any better, uh, trying to cover it with, with excuses every time. Oh, this is for yeah. getting the, the vaccine. This is for wearing a body camera. This is for, I don't know, making sure your desk is clean and everybody gets it. Right. You know, I don't, I'm not sure why they're doing that. It'd, it'd be refreshing almost if he just said, look, we've, a lot of money came into state government and we're, we're just, you know, we're making sure it, it 
spreads around all the special interests. I mean, at least that would be refreshing. I think but you, you do raise an, a good point with the, the Republican challenger uh, who, you know, at this point, I don't know what she's waiting for. Um, you know, a lot of the, we were just discussing Congress and I, you get the sense a lot of people jumped into that race just because it's, yeah. it's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, right. you know, the, the a governor's race is kind of like that. Once you've decided you're in, you know, you, you, even if you have really great plans lined up and how you're going to knock them down one by one, you've got to use some kind of intuition and jump on these sorts of ready-made stories. Uh, so I, I'm kind of wondering why why there's not more of that already from that candidate. Yeah. The, um, and, and as I think of it, the debates or debate, whatever, when they start to have for the, for the CD two Democrats, I mean, picture nine people on stage that just plays to magaziners, uh, that plays to strength. Cause then it's less time for everyone. The less time just is better for him. Uh, he's gonna, you know, be battling this ground game, a uh, lot of, you know, male identifying voters, but, you're going to have the situation where they say, should we raise the minimum wage? And then nine people raise their hand. Should we do this? Nine people. I mean, if you're a magaziner, it, it's like you're trying to learn a new dance. He's just standing there watching whatever else is doing. And he, he raises his hand when they raise the hand. Now, Justin Katz, before I let you go, um, you know, I go back to it was May, June 2019. We were talking about the Providence schools, the John Hopkins um, report. The, the union was certainly put on their heels and you know here it is i mean then then you had the pandemic came in and then i am going to say i think they just they wasted way too much time as far as the negotiations when you think about it fonte green twice a week was sitting in these uh negotiations it's it's ludicrous she she could have been out at schools or could have been anywhere other than you know where they're going back and forth in the different rooms um, I, the reason I mention that is just that it just says it seems to be more of an uproar that, you know, people are now complaining about the state took over and where's the result. But I, I'm going to come back to you and I were on the right side of this thing. There was a small window. The media then fell in with some of the union talking points of, oh, look at these pictures. Here's a chair that has paint on it. Here's a, a ceiling paint. And, you know, who knows when they were taken, where they were taken. They led the media. Remember, they wouldn't let them into the school and everything. It's all just buying time. And now here it is. And McKee signed that, you know, new contract that really didn't change anything. And, you know, now now the union, they're just waiting for Infante Green to leave. And I'm sure as soon as her her deal is up and right after whoever wins, whoever wins the election, if it's McKee, he's probably bouncing her out. And then if. Uh, if it's someone else, she's not staying either. And again, it's just another missed opportunity. And the old expression, nothing changes if nothing changes. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the unions have definitely won this one. I mean, oh, yeah. the news coverage yeah. now at this point is all they're, they're on the side of saving the children from a, yeah. a bad state takeover. And some of the reports don't even mention the news reports don't even mention why the state took over the schools in the first place. Right. I mean, that's right. how thoroughly the unions have won. I learned a new uh, acronym. Point. Excellent. Point. Yeah, yeah I, I learned a new acronym from from, I guess, uh, domestic abuse situation is called DARVO, D-A-R-V-O, deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. 
gender. And that's what the unions have done here so well is they denied that they were the problem. They delayed and attacked the state for trying to come in. They became they made themselves the victims and not the offenders in, in Providence. And there's nobody, nobody defending the kids, nobody going up against the unions on this. Uh, and I think, you know, you're, you're right. I I think that Anfante Green's probably out and she deserves yeah. to be because she blew it. We were saying it she from did. the beginning. What yeah. are you doing? You right. need to build up an opposition to the union. Right. You're not going right to be able now. to play footsie with them. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, so I think she, whether she had it in there and she just miscalculated, I, I don't know. But, you know, so she, she probably should go. The only problem is I don't in the politics as it currently is, I don't see us getting anybody better. No, uh, and no. if anything, the next governor is going to feel like they have to get an, a union-friendly super uh, yeah. person to, to do that job. And uh, so it's, it's only going to get worse. And, and, and unless you know, families and parents and community members really start speaking up and putting blame where it belongs. But I, I just don't see much of a groundswell there. No, it, it, it's not going to happen. There was... It's too bad. There was a window of opportunity, but it, it, it opened very quickly. They needed to pounce. They needed to tear up that contract. Uh, they, they had them on the run. They needed to really say this is the only way it's going to work. Uh, it was a short window of 2019, but it was very, very fleeting. Folks, uh, he remains the uh, managing uh, managing editor of BankerRising.com. Justin Katz, again, our segment is politics this week. Justin, uh, great job as always. Always good to uh, catch up with you. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. You too. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. WNRI, Winsocket, W260DC. From WNRI Studios, I'm Jeff Gamash. Here are some of the top stories making headlines in Rhode Island today. The city of Woonsocket plans to hold a show of solidarity event with the people of Ukraine today. Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt says the Ukrainian flag will be raised at Market Square, fire and police stations. A special ceremony of support is planned for tonight, Monday, at 4 p.m. at Market Square. The public is invited to participate with Father Boris of St. Michael's Ukrainian Orthodox Church, along with Father Michael of St. Michael the Archangel Ukrainian Catholic Church. Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt and city officials will be on hand. The mayor says Winsocket is proud to fly the Ukrainian flag that is now an important symbol of freedom and sacrifice across the world. A man reportedly suffered life-threatening injuries from a stabbing in Providence Sunday night. The incident happened on Pennsylvania Avenue in the capital city's lower south side section at